0: This is Larry Fezzenden from Glass Eye Picks, and you're listening to
1: Without Your Head.
2: Of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. Terrible Troy will be here at some point in time. But we have many guests on tonight from Quarrenstein which is a retelling of Frankenstein. We're gonna talk all Frankenstein, we're gonna talk all about this. But right now I have uh Kevin and Brian Lenano, who are gonna introduce some of the other filmmakers behind Quarrenstein Hi Neil, thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, there thanks for here. doing it.
3: Uh so uh like uh, Neil said, I'm going to intro the uh, members of Team Corenstein as they come through. So we've got with us so far, we've got Nick Morgan, who did our introduction before the opening credits. We've got and we've got uh, Blake Myers, who did the second scene featuring uh, our coveted character, William, at the Brain Depository. And Crohan. And Crohan. How could I forget? Yeah, good call. And we have Francisco Lacerda, who hails from Helsinki, Finland, who did our
4: scene with Dracula and his vampire brides. My refl- my memory is a bit hazy But I do believe Dracula played a major role In the original Frankenstein So it was, he it was did. actually great To have uh, Francisco tackle Yeah, There was that, that Dark Horse
3: comic That uh, Bram Stoker <laughs> and Mary Shelley did In the 90s
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, oh you did Dark Horse So it doesn't have like, Todd McFarlane involved yeah, with it
5: no. Hi sorry everybody I, It took me I thought 25 minutes was enough to make this work But it was not
3: <laughs> And that's Mark Malick <laughs> Hi. Who did scene
5: one. So mm-hmm. thanks, thanks for joining us, Mark. That's me. Hi. That was, that was
4: the audio equivalent to bursting into the door. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I was pronouncing it wrong, but I should have known that because it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. It kind of reminds me of young Frankenstein. Right. You don't have to
3: worry about it. Some people call it Kornstein. Some people call it Kornstein. I just call it a good
2: movie. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. actually, how did this all come about? Where did the idea, like, let's do this, where everyone's in lockdown, let's make a, a, the Frankenstein of short films, That's put together in a like Frankenstein, I guess. Yeah,
3: uh, I, you know, we were all out of work because of uh, the, quarant- the quarantine. The <laughs> quarantine, <laughs> and uh, I reached out to uh, a lot of friends and collaborators and fellow filmmakers, and I said, you know. Let's let's do something with our time now that we have a lot of it. So, you know, usually like Nick and Blake handle production design and makeup effects and stuff like that. And Mark does the music. And uh, so I was you know, I said, like, let's let's do scenes and then let's cut them together. And um, honestly, like that style of filmmaking where one person does like a few seconds or a minute and then passes it on to another person and it's in a different style. That technique is called exquisite corpse and Frankenstein is himself an exquisite corpse made from different body parts so i figured the two were would work together so it's uh there are other like experimental exquisite corpse style films out there but this one i just decided to do like a more narrative story so to sort of connect all the scenes together It also
4: helps that frankenstein is such a universally understood story like i think we even held up a a mask or picture of frankenstein to our um our uh, four-year-old niece and she completely knew what we were talking about like i think everybody can kind of like put together the story of frankenstein so even if you haven't seen the original film if you give somebody uh, a scene to do they can like Pretty much like interpret it however they will and it still fits yeah you know, well yeah, that's
5: what i was telling brian was i was so thrilled that i didn't have to do any lifting with the plot at all i didn't have to introduce <laughs> anybody like that's it, if you have one minute that's probably the best way to go about things is to not yeah. no exposition
3: exactly right. and and then you know we had announced that we we were doing this and we had assigned scenes to everybody and then you know francisco reached out to me and and said this sounded like a lot of fun. I'd love to be a part of it. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to turn anybody away. So we wound up. Kevin and I wound up like adding scenes and moving some pieces around so that way we can include more people with the project. So I was really happy that he reached out to me.
5: Is that how Dracula got in?
3: Uh, no, actually, well, Dracula was like a scene that Kevin and I were going to do, and then Francisco uh, wanted to be a part of it. So we were thinking about splitting up that scene. And I was like, well, let's. Let's, Let's give it to scene. Francisco and we'll make a scene up for ourselves. We were, we were willing to part with the scene, you know, to include another filmmaker. And we just sort of made up a, a scene to put into the film ourselves. So ours actually comes after Francisco's scene. Mm-hmm.
2: So how, how did Nick get the, uh, the introduction part? Did you – did everyone like pick what they wanted to do or did you
6: yeah, – Here's the funny thing about that. Uh, I'm the worst person in the world when it comes to checking their email, uh, especially <laughs> Facebook Messenger. So I'm I missed the initial drawing, and I was like, I saw it a couple of days later and was like, oh shit, I, I really want to be a part of this. Uh-huh. And so I called Brian, and Brian said, do the intro. Oh, and, uh, well,
2: that worked out. Yeah,
6: yeah.
3: yeah. So- but uh, with regards to everybody else, we all met on Zoom. And then we put numbers into like a a cup and we drew, we went alphabetical order by everybody's last name and then randomly drew a number. So, you know, Mark got number one, then he got the first scene and, you know, Blake got number two and Francisco got scene you know, 11 or whatever, you know, that's, so that's how it worked.
2: Yeah. So uh, Nick, how did you go about like, uh, you know, you want to do an intro. Did you, is there any guidelines given? Not really. You know, that
6: was it. The intro and, uh, you no, know, we, we we talked very little about what we were actually doing with each other. The only thing Brian gave me was, like, you have to mention the quarantine, you know, like, and in, in, in with the intro, the mentioned that we're doing it underneath quarantine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was basically it. You know, this could do an intro took Kornstein, Frankenstein, you know.
7: Yeah.
6: And um, mine evolved a little from one thing into another, the process of it. I, I, I always wanted to do it like a PSA kind of thing, but it originally started out as like a, more like, this is your brain on drugs, like this is your brain on quarantine, and had like me with a gun in my mouth and ended with bull- a <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> all over the wall. That's and such
5: like, a Nick oh, thing to
6: do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I literally read the words with the gun in my mouth and then would switch to my wife, who was dressed like a princess, and then would switch to her being underneath quarantine. It was basically like me with a beard and then without a beard. With a gun in my mouth, went out of a gun in my mouth, doing the same <laughs> thing. But anyways, I, I, I wanted to do all this on my phone because I wanted to really limit myself to what we had, you know, because um, that was part of a big part of it. It's not using it, not buying anything, not, you know, basically doing whatever you could. So I've got in really idea of doing it on my phone. So I downloaded this program to do it with. And then I lost all my work over one night. <laughs> I think I even called. Oh, well, Bert that's it. Yeah, I called Blake the next day and was like, uh I just lost like six hours, eight hours worth of, you know, editing. And then I I got him I basically scrapped a lot of them and went into this other idea of like really using like just my phone, you know, <laughs> like like and not, not doing any effects or just seeing what I could do of just grabbing other bits of quarantine pieces of, of things I've I've wanted to, you know, you saw it. All the little homages <laughs> to uh different movies and um, there's a sound clip from every single universal Frankenstein that I used in in the uh the intro and you know, the purge and all basically just turned into a thing where I just wound up pulling things like a William S. Burroughs style, you know, and just hodgepodging it together and I liked it more than what I originally was gonna do.
2: Oh wow. So so I didn't know, you know, that you could only use what you had. So so Mark, you know, you have a lot of visuals in yours. So I assume all that's like uh you filmed uh, a couple people and then it's all done in post.
5: It's actually me twice. Oh, it's I, you twice. I, okay. I filmed myself twice. I basically composited everything. It was shot in my backyard with one light. I did sort of I was trying to just do a lot of things with it, basically, and I threw a bunch of stuff at the wall and it just kind of worked almost by accident because I really I'm not good at making storyboards. I am I think I'm good at like Photoshop. So I just sort of and I, and I immediately off the riff wanted to do like funny after effects things because I just Fair. think that fake lightning and fake rain is really funny. But then <laughs> uh-huh. eventually that turned into, oh, no, I could kind of make this look good. So it, it was, you know. A little little threading the needle between good and bad, I guess.
3: I just wanted to wedge in one thing, Neil, uh, since uh, you had mentioned uh, the the limitations like that. Basically, Kevin and I put some rules out where we weren't, uh, nobody was allowed to spend any money because nobody was working. And, uh, you know, you use what you have. Yeah. So if you have a work lamp, you use that. If you have your phone, shoot with that. Or if you have like a, a DSLR camera, then you can use that too. But, because um, you'll see later on, like different people are going to incorporate different styles and use different kinds of cameras. But yeah. yeah, that that was something that we were really adamant about was like, let's not spend any money and let's get really really creative. So that's how, mm-hmm. that's how
2: that went. Yeah. So so Blake, when you do yours, did you see marks beforehand so you know where it starts? No, that was the great
0: thing. Nobody had ever uh-huh. seen anybody <laughs> else's.
6: The, the first time we yeah. saw when we saw the final cut all together, none of us saw anything
2: from anybody. Oh, that's pretty awesome.
5: Yeah, Nick sent me a cut of his to like ask me what I thought after I was done with mine, and I just knew what I knew what Blake's scene was, so I just knew that I was just gonna like sort of throw him that ball of like, yes, of course, I, I have a legal source for brains, and then it's like
8: <laughs> Doctor Steele's brain.
6: That's like, the funniest boom, line in the- my, my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
2: Now you used to William in, and William and yours. Who is? was oh, Willie uh, came back. Yeah, from a, yep. from a Brian Lenano Short. Uh, were you? Inv- I assume you were involved in William. I don't know a lot of the backstory there. Sure. Yeah,
0: I was the production designer on William, and um, I was part of the team that created the puppet of William, and um, I've been I been Also, one William. of the
7: producers. And, the, oh I'm
0: sorry. Also, one of the producers. There you uh,
5: go. Yeah, and uh, Lucas and Nick also worked on it, and I also did all the music for it. So.
0: You are talking oh, to the nice. William team.
5: Yeah, pretty much. A, a, lo- a chunk of it, yeah.
6: Yeah. And the Hand team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so no. I,
5: and also one of the uh, pillows in the BFF girl's bed was the hunch for the hunchback in my scene.
2: Oh, <laughs> was- I thought you were going to say you <laughs> you yourself played one of the pillows, which I've been very. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, I could have.
0: <laughs> but you know, yeah, since I
2: worked cool. on uh, Crowhand and uh William, I have
0: all of the stuff I like, I never let things go like that. I still had Crohan and William sitting on one of my shelves, and I was pacing around thinking, How the hell am I gonna make this? I do not want to be in it because I'm a terrible actor, and um, it's only me and my wife. And then I looked up, and William was looking down at me, and he was kind of licking <laughs> his lips, and he's like,
9: Hey, I want to be in the
7: movie.
9: <laughs> so, wait, did, did you stuff in the this movie? <laughs>
5: I'm sorry, did you, did you and Luke talk at all with each other about both of you putting William in there, or was that just total coincidence?
0: We talked after we'd both filmed, and then we were just <laughs> chatting, and then blah 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 I said, ooh, Brian's gonna love it I'm using William, and he goes I'm using William too
7: like, Oh wow,
0: that's so cool So yeah, we had no idea that William would be in two scenes back to back
2: That's pretty cool, yeah. and for William fans, that you know connects it to the, this whole universe
0: yeah, yes, yeah, it's like exactly. the whole Lenano universe. It, it was a really <laughs> fun way to do it and it got me out of acting. And uh, you know, I well, also puppeteered no, I, all I have puppeteered William in all the William shorts. So you did. I, I love the scene with your
6: Ed Wood eyes from Glinda, Glinda, you look when you can into- <laughs> Oh.
0: Yeah, and then I did get to act, you're right, I acted as the the Hand because at first my wife was like, Well, Crowhan's just like the puppet. And I'm like, No, Hand's not just a crow. Crowhan is a, Crowhand- a person with the crow for a
5: hand yeah where does the crow hand end, and where does the man
2: begin crow <laughs> hand. Uh, francisco so uh so you're in helsinki yes. a lot of uh, different time zone and everything uh um, yeah. is very very cool visuals and anim- uh there's so much stuff going on here you've got animated torches uh, uh yeah. so how how, how 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 like how long do you have to to do your part uh, excuse me how how, uh, how long? long did you have to uh, you know actually film everything and create everything?
10: Oh, actually, um, I just shot everything against a blue screen in two nights. The rest, the backgrounds and the animation was all done by an, another friend of ours, me and Brian's. Uh, it was Wally Chung. He's really good. He's an animator, and uh, I really like his um, very rough looking stuff. So I decided to incorporate that with the whole saying yeah, thing of, the, of the the scene.
3: Wally's got some great films that are on mm-hmm. his uh, Vimeo page. The Eater is one of uh, my favorite mm. films of his. Brilliant stuff. Um, and uh, t- uh, to answer uh, the question about how long uh, each filmmaker was given, thirty-one days to create their to create their scene and turn it in. So that was the that was the uh, time period they had to create it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier earlier Dracula uh, being in it. Uh, why did you decide to use Dracula in the Frankenstein?
3: Uh oh, well, that was Kevin and my uh, decision. We just like Dracula, and sure. we could do whatever we want, so there was no. Nobody was really like, you should put Dracula in this. It was just like, Dracula's cool. Let's just put him in, too, because why not?
4: I guess it was more of a demand that we put onto Francisco. It's like, you're going to have Dracula in the scene. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. And then, and then he added his entire rights. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And not to, not to spoil it too much. I mean, you can watch it you know, on YouTube. But I also like that you have, like, Vlad the Impaler paintings in the background.
10: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, told, I had to, to insert some uh, gnarly stuff in it, although it's quite tamed compared to the stuff I usually make. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to make it sicker, but um, I decided, ah, let's just tame this down, make it something cute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we got that.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone mentioned that they saw it for the first time when it's all done. Uh, what did you think when you saw the whole finished project? We'll start with Francisco. We'll ask everybody.
10: Oh, I thought it was a blast. It was so damn funny, especially the part with um where, with the mob. The guy just shows up and he cuts to a shot of a, like a picture of a bunch of guys and grabs these assorted tools and there's a whole thing. That was, part was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was so weird and silly and just you know overall uh, fun stuff and it was just everybody did an amazing job with it. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to see how how seamlessly it cut together. Yeah, so it's very bizarre. true. Yeah, I actually watched it again like the other day, and just so much fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake, what did you think when you first saw everything put together? I was I was you could really
0: feel the kind of fun that people had with this, and it was. Saw that it was a good break from quarantine. You know, like I could tell people mm. really needed this mm. to have a creative outlet and to feel connected to something bigger. And I just, it was great. I had a lot of fun, and I watched it maybe three times now. I watched it with friends, and it's great to show it off. And it's, it's just, uh, it's cool to be involved with it all. It's, it's awesome.
2: Yeah. Before going to Mark, I like what you just said there because. Um, I think it's good for everyone. It's good for um, filmmakers; they have something to do while you, know, while you can't really work on stuff on other things, and uh, for people at home who just want to watch something fun uh, that you haven't seen before. So, it, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah, yeah I, sorry. I I love it. I mean, it feels tailor-made for my attention span, which is a very modern attention span. I think it's, it is sort of like a, a buffet of of different candy. That all, all has some collective consciousness things sort of woven into it without uh, anyone, <laughs> you know, talking to each other beforehand, which I, mm-hmm. I'm super fascinated by things like that. Like <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you send everyone a different direction and see if they end up in the same place. And they all kind of did, which is to me really fascinating.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that beforehand and I enjoyed watching it, uh, you know, without that knowledge. But uh, now that I know that, like, it's even cooler just how it all came about.
6: That, that was my favorite part about the whole thing was, you know, a, a lot of these people involved, um, I've worked with personally for years on several projects and both, you know, in our jobs and, and personally. And the, what I really enjoyed about it was having no idea what everybody was going to do, like, you know, um, and getting to see what all our, everything that we because we work together all the time. I mean, not literally all the time. Like it's five days a week sometimes. And well, like also, be, I mean, we work sorry, on something but not have any idea what it was going to be. And like, but these are your closest friends and, you know, collaborators with work. I I found that to be very, you know, intriguing and, and rewarding in the end, like to see, you know, it just made me happy that we all were able to do that. You know, but the Corona didn't stop us from doing that part of our, our, you know, our lives. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, for, for us having known each other a long time, I mean, uh, Blake's segment really reminded me of a lot of his old, like, or I think sixteen millimeter short films, or the eight millimeter,
0: Oh, you would. Cool, thanks.
5: Yeah, God. they do. I mean, and and Nick, when I first met Nick, he was doing a bunch of weird sound collage stuff, and it's and some stop motion stuff. So it's like a lot of um, just sort of
2: oh throwbacks. Which yeah, did everyone answer what they thought of when the first time they saw it? Uh, I know I left off in Blake. Well, did Mark and Nick say?
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, Kevin and I saw it multiple times, you know, while we were piecing it together. And I also saw all the scenes coming in as they were being delivered. And like I I was not disappointed in the least by any of the scenes like that I saw. I I just saw so much like creativity and fun. And I called Mark after I saw his scene because I was literally like – my my sides hurt from laughing at my scene. Front and uh yeah, it just was I'm just really, really proud of everybody's like what they what they turned out with, you know. It really uh it made me happy and proud of the project. Yeah, you
4: know, we kind yeah. of approached it as an experiment to see if this, something like this could work And I think it's a you know, a resound a, you know, resounding success yeah. in that in that case. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, We're going to get uh, group two on to talk some, to some more of the filmmakers, but let everyone know that Quarrenstein is on YouTube for free and Vimeo so you can uh, watch it. And uh, real quick, though, before you get to group two, what was the decision to uh, put it up for free? Was that always the plan?
3: uh we talked about whether or not we want to send it out to film festivals or put it on you know for free I, I was actively like seeking out like ways like we could put it online and have a lot of exposure but we weren't getting a lot of bites so we just decided to try and do the grassroots approach but we always talked about having it put a, having it up sooner than later so people at home could enjoy it because that was that was one of the major uh, mission goals of of the project was we wanted our friends and, and collaborators and other filmmakers to participate, get distracted for a while, and make something creative, and then let's share it with the world and let them enjoy a healthy distraction for twenty something minutes. You know that was always yeah. the goal was yeah. was that so yeah. to, to put thank it online.
2: Well, very cool. We're gonna get to uh, group two. I want to thank uh, everyone here: Francisco, Blake, Nick, Mark. Right, Kevin and Brian thank are you. here, but thank and you guys. Thank you so on. much thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for having guys. us. Yeah, well
5: guys. Take care. Good luck yeah, to all stay. the other groups. Thank you guys. So long.
2: Bye-bye. Bye
11: Hola, this is Gigi Saúl Guerrero from Lucho Gore Productions, and you're listening to Without Your Head.
2: Alright, and we're back here again at Without Your Head with group two, which uh, the Lananos are going to introduce here.
3: Okay, so we've got William Mahaffey and Jessica Shipp who did scene four, five. They did the scene that's like the sitcom. The numbers are going to throw me off, but they did the scene that's like a sitcom between the monster and the hunchback. We have Anna Spence, who did the experimental interlude of the monster in the woods. (laughs) We have Stephen Stull, who did... The uh, Harmony Corinne looking scene. He did the Heart the Frankenstein's Monster Harmony Corinne style film. And uh, we have uh, Vincent Guagenti, who did Monster Luau, the Monster Luau scene.
2: <laughs> Which is very fun, very fun. All right, so uh, William and Jessica, you have uh, the sitcom scene. Uh, uh, what made you guys decide to do, uh, to do like, a
1: sitcom style? Um... I don't know, when Brian first talked to me about this, for some reason that was like the first idea that popped in my head, and uh, it seemed like it would be fun to watch Frankenstein and the Hunchback together in a house, sitcom style, so I don't know.
12: I felt like the Dave, like a weird David Lynch aspect with the the, the laugh tracks, just kind of... I can
1: see that, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and did you just happen to have a Frankenstein mask?
1: I did, I have a. Uh, I've got a lot of horror memorabilia, so I had. Uh, uh, I've got a Bride of Frankenstein mask too, and a Creature from the Black Lagoon mask. Mm. We should have can- had him cameo. I was going to
2: say why wow, there was no Creature from the Black Lagoon cameo.
1: He could have been like Kramer.
12: <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, the laugh track is. Uh, that always makes me laugh. When you I have go.
12: reached the maximum time oh. permitted for recording your message.
2: If you're here? satisfied
12: with the message, oh, no. press 1. Oh. To I listen to your have... message, press no. 2. Four. To erase and re-record, press 3. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Forgot to mention, that was our other ca- uh, crew member right. on the
4: on the show. Voicemail box.
3: <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> voicemail box. <laughs> yeah.
4: I believe
2: that was... Uh, so, Jessica, by the way, after this, you'll have a very long uh, voicemail. For yeah. Rest-
7: <laughs> Thanks right here. All talk.
2: <laughs> be very fascinating. Fair. Sorry, I
12: don't have my phone on me, so I I couldn't
2: just. No, it's no. This is much easier. It's much easier. So I didn't realize that would happen. But it's all good. So, yeah. Live radio, baby. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you remember how you were? Um, how you guys got involved to begin with,
1: Jessica and William? Um. Well, Brian. Uh, Brian and I were talking one night, and he was uh, just talking about wanting to do something while everybody was in quarantine and wanting to work with, you know, all of his friends that he can't see, you know, and uh, he mentioned doing an exquisite corpse style thing and, you know, pitched the Frankenstein idea, which I thought was a really great one to do since people are really familiar with that. Uh, so that was the, and then the next day, I mean, I thought this was like just a, a German of an, an idea that he had, but then the next day, he invites us and all these other people to a chat and it's like a fully formed project i don't know if he slept that night or what but uh uh you know that was a really fun idea and it was i'm really glad that he included us in it
2: mm-hmm. uh, so anna everyone's calling yours the experimental uh film is yeah. that just cuz they don't understand it <laughs>
12: I think that um, a lot of times uh, films that aren't understandable at all do get, you know, filed under experimental. But um, uh-huh. I can't tell you if people don't understand it or not.
2: <laughs> no, but it's very cool. And I it, i assume it was very long. Uh, it took a long time to edit.
12: Um, it did. But I think what actually took the longest time was brainstorming the idea that I had in mind. Uh, that took way longer than uh, putting the clips together.
2: Mm-hmm. Did but you have, I'm sorry, did you have other ideas before you came to this one?
12: Um, the, the thing that took probably, the thing that took the longest was um, in the scene that Brian and Kevin gave uh, a sign to me. Uh, they said that um, Frankenstein terrorizes the villagers. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my thought about that was, you know, God, Frankenstein's not that scary. I mean, we all, I mean... <laughs> Frankenberry is a cereal, so that's, you know... <laughs> you know, so, I mean, not to mix metaphors here, but, uh, you know, Frankenstein's lost his bangs, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So, um, so I spent a long time thinking about what is it that um, made Frankenstein so disturbing, At you know, to begin with. Why... Uh, what was it that made Universal you know see you know read the story and go yes we can make a movie out of this And um, what I finally decided uh, what I finally uh, decided was that um, Frankenstein is scary not because he's big and huge and he goes Arr! and all that but he's he's scary because he just because he exists His mere presence is what's scary. He's this alive but undead, you know, creature that, you know, is an ump- which is uh, an abomination against nature. And that's what is the most frightening about uh, the monster.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not really a monster. I mean, he's, you know, he just, uh, he's not a bad guy. He just can't exist in, yeah. in, in the world. Until we get to
4: Steven's scene, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> right. <Aww. laughs>
2: yeah. uh, some will say there might be something sick and wrong about Steven's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trademark.
13: <laughs> <laughs> Patent pending.
12: All
2: right. So I actually, uh, before I get to Steve real quick, was that weird when you watch it for the first time, Anna, seeing yours transition into Steven's uh, <laughs> short?
12: Yeah. Actually, um, one of the reasons, I mean, there are plenty of reasons for me to want to do this. I've always wanted to, you know, collaborate with Brian more like, you know, I did, I, I make something and then he makes something and so on and so forth. Um, but another reason I really wanted to do this was to see how uh, non my my work, which is non-narrative, how that flows with narrative work. Mm. Because I look at my work as more driven by ideas and less driven by stories. So I was really curious to see how that would fit in with everybody else's.
2: Mm-hmm. And then Stephen, when you watch it for the first time, and you saw kind of the transition, what what did you think? Oh, it was
13: fantastic! Uh, I loved how uh, like um, I got to come, like uh, my scene got to start. I, somebody earlier said seamless, and I think seamless is a great word for it. The um, Brian and Kevin did a great job stitching everything together. But like I got to come out uh, from off screen; I didn't have to try to match up. Um, they didn't have well. They didn't have to try to match me up with, uh, you know, action moving in a different direction or anything like that. I think Anna gave me a great um, launching point to start pretty much anywhere I wanted. And then uh, after mine, like mine takes place basically on the side and back of my house. And uh, Frank leaves at the end and sh- shows up on the side and back of somebody else's house. I thought it was perfect. I thought like it couldn't have been more perfect than that.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was good to see Frankenstein monster. He's wearing gloves. He's, uh, <laughs> yes, <right. laughs>
13: He's a responsible, <laughs> more responsible quarantiner. Right,
2: right. And uh, that particular scene, because I'm a big fan of Frankenstein, uh, used to be cut out a lot when I was a kid when they were showed on television. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, It, was, it I, wasn't as gory as that scene either.
13: It wasn't <laughs> as gory as my version. Yeah. I, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, um, Brian reached out to me and invited me into this project, and I got so excited because he told me who was going to be involved, him and uh, Anna and Lucas and, and Blake and Kevin Firmini and Francisco Osard and all these people, and I thought, Jesus, yeah, how could I say no to that? But then when we got to the Zoom call where we were picking scenes, Um, I was champing at the bit the whole time because I had seen the list of scenes, and I saw one of the scenes, I think it was scene seven at the time, says Frankenstein accidentally kills a little girl, and I was like, I want that, I need that scene. (laughs) And then they drew... (laughs) <laughs> so they, yeah i just i had to kill a little girl i was so
12: excited um, even and, couldn't wait to kill
13: <laughs> they actually drew a different number for me and i guess i just had this like childlike uh disappointment face on and brian's like are you, are you okay is that the one you want i was like i was
2: really hoping to kill that little girl
13: <laughs> and uh, so i guess i cheated the system with my whining and they gave me that one <laughs> well i'm glad they made you happy Yeah, yeah, I was so excited. (laughs) Although I will say um, I like uh, the the little girl is played by my partner, Jennifer. um, I thought it would be fun to murder her in a movie because I've never done it before. And when I got to the edit and I just started cutting it together and watching the same clip over and over and over while I was editing, I just found myself, like, super bummed out. <laughs> it yeah. turns out I felt a little sad about murdering her again and again and again.
2: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to know, I'm sure. That's very sweet and romantic, too. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, so you happen to have a Frankenstein mask as well?
13: I, uh, I'm so sorry. I... I cheated a little bit. I broke the rules. I had to buy two things. I bought a Frankenstein mask and I bought a pink wig because I scoured around my house and I just couldn't find anything to fit either one of those things. Um, I, I kept the, 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 my expenditures pretty cheap, uh, as cheap as I could. That wig was actually more expensive than the mask, but I did have to buy those things and I know it makes me a grand disappointment, but. Um,
2: they cut your scene out now. Like, you're out. You're out, Done. <laughs>
13: but i did shoot um everybody w- was uh um we were talking about there was a thread uh on facebook where we were all talking to each other and we were talking about formats somebody asked about formats and a lot of people were using their phones and i thought that was cool i decided to dig out and blow the dust off this old mini dv camera i had up in my closet for years and years and that was a, that was super fun i'm definitely gonna shoot with that again um But uh, while we were having this discussion, everyone's like, phone, phone, mini DVD, phone. And then Kevin Fermini said... Oh shit! I just finished shooting on my Blackmagic 4K Pocket Cinema Camera. <laughs>
7: it's
13: going like, to be fine. It all it wound up like his his scene looks gorgeous. It's of course everything looks gorgeous. I was, your scene
3: looks gorgeous too, in I'm, a really so, disgusting way. You know? really <laughs> disgusting way.
13: Uh-huh. Oh, it was actually Brian who gave me the great idea to include a slow mo shot using my phone. So I did use my phone too. The slow mo <laughs> shot of all the guts falling out of the head. That was uh, that was Brian's idea. I owe him thanks for that. Well, no, you're <laughs> yeah. So Vincent,
2: uh how did you feel about following Steven scene?
14: <laughs> <laughs> I, it flows What I I, what it does. I love about all this is it flows nicely. You go yeah. you know, from highs and lows and I think it it, it amps up nicely and moves around. I I love the whole thing. Yeah. I must say, let me just cut in one quick
3: second because I have to let everybody know that Vince is responsible for Kevin and, and my uh, formative filmmaking, you know, he was our
4: teacher uh, when we went to school. So he taught us everything about filmmaking. Yeah, and Vince is, uh, I always usually say that, like, two uh,
8: of
4: to the architects of my brain are Brian and Vince. So. Yeah. So we were oh, so, gosh. so happy to have
3: him.
14: Yes, oh, it's his you.
3: fault. Exactly.
14: <laughs> and uh,
3: and it's, you know, it, we've, we were so happy to have him uh, work with us on the project. Yeah. So.
14: Thank you, Vince. Like, I'm your professor Waldman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, not only does uh, not only did you have a very cool mask, uh, you also I remember I was really digging the vest that, that, that you had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
14: I have. Had Where that, did that come from? That, that, that my brother, who was this hippie back in the '60s, had this hippie vest, and like that's been in the family for years. And I've used it for Frankenstein. I think I've dressed up like Frankenstein. I don't know every Halloween. And Uh-oh. that vest keeps coming out. Now it's got mustard on it, which is nice <laughs> on the side.
7: Well,
4: it, it's also pretty great because you can, you can wear that vest and you can either look like a son of Frankenstein monster, or you can look, you can dress up as like Dr. Zaius.
14: Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it works for both. Or Sonny Bono. You can right wig. Yeah. I mean, good. I got a whole closet full of, Costumes in my basement for making movies, and it's just like, okay, what are we gonna use? <laughs> I got them, got them all in little pieces,
2: all right? Well, you mentioned uh, Dr. Zayas for so for the sequel, um, Planet of Quarantine, you can you can uh, use it again.
14: <laughs> well, I got the gorilla, I got the gorilla, that's true. I, I try to throw uh, Commodore Gorilla into everything <laughs> as much as possible, and that is also my wife. I, like it was it was basically me and my wife. Swapping costumes back and forth whenever we needed a two shot, which is great. <laughs> you know, just having your run back and forth. And she was not having the mask; she was not <laughs> breathing in that thing. <laughs> I take it off. She's like, uh, "Do you want me to put that on?" <laughs> so, wait, were you the were you the gorilla at all, Vince, or was that all Mandy? Oh, uh, I was the gorilla once. I, which I the, which shot? You know, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I, well, that's good. Shows so that. You... Mandy? The hula, during the hula, she was hula well, Oh, was okay. Okay, I was hula-ing, then she was in it when she ran down the driveway. Uh, okay, that's a great
3: shamble.
7: Yes.
14: Yeah. Oh, 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 it's it, it's wondrous. And uh, our, our neighbor across the street was watching us do this. She's this weird little old lady across the street. And she goes, what are you doing? And I said, we're making a movie. She's like, are you going to get naked? And I was like, why did you, why did you go there?
4: Uh, <laughs> how was
12: that was first. It, I'm,
4: uh, logic a, that's kind of the standard, though. Like go to people like doing a drive, like drive by seeing somebody making a movie. They automatically always go to porno Like they how many outdoor <laughs> pornos are there that are made? I, I right. guess they come across a lot, and they're or they're just on the prowl for one. Yeah.
14: <laughs> or, or well, that that makes me think she's like across the street with binoculars, just waiting.
3: <laughs> right. I was just i, wish I, I, think I know she was let <laughs> right down it's going to be some porn out there today. I know. One day, <laughs> day, She's
12: watching, yeah.
14: <laughs> some She's calling me somebody else's name, too. I, what, the, what the hell did she call me, Russell for some reason? I don't correct her. I think it's funny. <laughs> hey, Russell, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>
4: Maybe Russ was the person who lived in your house before, but, you know.
14: Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I, I don't know why, you know. Why correct her? It's, it's a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I, I also have to shout out to, to Kevin, because he inspired me on this, because I was trying to think of what to do with the blind man prompt. And, he, and he's just thinking, and he said, why don't you just make him barbecue in your backyard? Because, you know, Kevin and Brian, <laughs> whenever they come by, we try to have a barbecue. And uh-huh. I was just like, oh, yeah, some Jersey Goomba <laughs> 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 runs into Frankenstein, which I thought was a good runoff with it.
2: Yeah, no, it totally worked. Yeah, it made me hungry for some barbecue, too. Well, <laughs> right. oh, if you're ever in New Jersey, you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. come on
14: all by. Right. Come on by. Right. I
2: will. I will. Yeah, I want to check out the vest, too.
14: We'll have some all,
2: all right All right. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jessica and William, uh, what did you think of the finished project when you saw it for the first time?
1: Oh, I thought it was great.
12: It was like exactly what I was hoping for, I think. Like, mm-hmm. just like a mishmash of different ideas that fit. I mean, I was, like, really, really happy with all of them. They're just all so different, and I thought that was really cool.
1: But they flow together really well, which, with this type of thing, you never know how that's going to work, but I feel like they fit together really well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, because so many different styles, too, and different tones where somes uh, I mean, they're all kind of fun, but some of them are a little gross or whatever. Uh, but uh, sometimes that, c- that can be cool. Sometimes... It can kind of throw everything off if they're so different, but it definitely uh, flows
13: all very well together. You, you can I can hear you. You can call me out. I'm the gross one. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think was, it. we're not. I, was, to, we're I
12: really sure. liked your uh, fake head.
13: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that so was like you. a paper bag or? It was, it like, was paper mache. Actually, it was okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure that was fake? <laughs>
14: I, I want to thank you because, like, I always felt like when Frankenstein kills a little girl, you never really, you never really goes to town. So,
12: <laughs> yeah, that was way, way better.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, Anna, what did you think? Uh, you know, when you saw not just you know the transitions between your scenes, but just the whole finished project.
12: I was really surprised by how seamless it was. Uh, there were definitely scenes where, um, you know, it would start out uh, with Mark's and it would flow seamlessly into uh, Blake's and then Lucas's. And, you know, I was like, man, this is the longest scene. How come they got three? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, um, but I think it's awesome. I love the, um, there is sort of a lo fi uh, quality to it. Uh, what it reminds me of, and I mean this in the in the most loving way possible. Is um, when my sister and I used to make movies in high school, you know, using your backyard, you know, using what costumes, you know, quote unquote that you have at your uh, disposal, just uh, things like that. I uh, and I was telling Brian this last night. There's a there's a real authenticity and heart to it that I don't think. Uh, you can always find in uh, a lot of videos that are made mm-hmm. by a bunch of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Here, here, well said. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Anna. Yeah, I think you know part of that is you know uh, you know when it's made here, everyone uh, you can't. Uh, it's just a, a good outlet to have something creative out there and fun <laughs> for people to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, like a head being ripped off. So Stephen, <laughs> yeah. now now that now that Vincent told you, like he finally got to see, you know, the like, gory death of a young girl from <laughs> Harry Frankenstein. <laughs> wish fulfillment? <laughs> would, would you ever want to uh, expand this, maybe, and and make your uh, make a, a your own feature or short uh, based off <laughs> your? Well, if if, uh, uh,
13: if you're asking whether I'd like to um, kill more children, I think definitely. <laughs> I think, yeah, I can get behind that. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> there's, too
13: many, right there's too many of them. There's
2: too many it's of just them. too many, right? <laughs> yeah. Good, fair enough. And, uh, well, I should ask Stephen. What did you think when you saw the finish? The, the whole finish thing.
13: Oh, blown away! Absolutely blown away. The stuff that all these filmmakers managed to accom- accomplish with just like you know what they had at hand it's amazing i'm i uh, just everybody else of course already pointed out how seamless it was and how um kind of threaded narratively it was uh and that's amazing of course but i was just the the amount of of creativity and just weird thinking at everybody's uh, command was was awe-inspiring i dug it so much i was so glad to be part of it
2: mm-hmm. very cool and uh vincent what did you yeah. think of the finished project
14: I love I, I love how there's a different vibe in every piece, you know. So you don't get bogged down with you know. Okay, okay you could watch one little piece and go, okay, that's fun humor, but if it's not the same humor in the next one. And then you got the really trippy stuff, and you know, it's I, I like that. It's this wonderful like little roller coaster ride that you could find something in each little piece.
2: Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone here: William, Jessica, Anna, Stephen, and Vincent uh And everyone should check te- check out Kornstein Kornstein however everyone say it, <laughs> on uh on YouTube or Vimeo, and we're gonna get to uh group three but uh thank you guys for being part of uh the show thanks a thank lot Neil thanks, thanks a lot you, Brian
7: thank you everyone yeah,
8: Hi, this is
15: Doug Bradley, Pinhead from the Hellraiser Movies, and you are listening to Without your head And you'd better keep this thing without your head, or you will not only be without your head, you will be without
2: your soul, because I will tear it apart. All right, we're back here once again at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm still Nasty Neil, and we're still talking about quarantine with Quarantine. God, now I forget the name. Quarantine, Quarantine. It's whatever you want it to be. Young young Quarantine. So give us the intro of who we have here for group three.
3: Okay, we've got Tony at Gallego, who did the stop-motion scene featuring The Bride of Frankenstein. We have Kevin Fermiti and Radel Hewley, who did the monster versus the mob. And then we have uh, Travis Tomlinson, who did the final scene monster RPG. And uh, we have Jay Wade Edwards, who did... Uh, B-roll for the music video that's in the post credit scene, and hopefully we'll also be having Lucas Godfrey who did Macho Man
2: Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for doing this. No problem. Yeah,
9: thanks for having us.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Tonya, Tonya, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Stop Motion, so I was very happy to see Stop Motion pop up.
9: Yay! <laughs> 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 yeah, I am. Um, I, it made sense when I, um, when Brian asked for me to participate because I, I, I collect miniatures and and action figures. So I've i been thinking about doing um, stop motion for a while with them. And this was perfect. It was perfect uh, to jump in and do everything, like, you know, build the set and figure out how to do stop motion. And I've, I've worked with stop motion with other people in the past, but not actually gone in and directed. It. it was... It's quite an adventure.
2: Yeah, I assume it's, <laughs> I assume it's very time consuming.
9: I'm glad we had a month. <laughs> I'm, glad yeah, to, definitely. I'm glad that we were um on lockdown that I could I, I did, you know, it took some time. Like, yeah, it was perfect. It was just, you know, um it it did take a lot of time. So, um yeah. but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to, yeah. to to take everything I've learned in the past too from being um to, you know with working with people like Brian in the past you know with Luke Godfrey being on set you know and being able to use some of that knowledge I've learned just being on set and then applying it because um, you know since I had to uh, do everything from um, being a grip to lighting to to making props it it you know it was it was it was great it was great yeah. to pull from.
2: When I first watched it, I wasn't aware that you had to use, you know, what you had. So even watching it, though, I thought like, wow, she really had to, uh, you know, if either had all these figures and, and really the lab, though. I mean, you could always get like a couple figures, but putting together all the little knickknacks in the lab, that that was very cool to me. And so you just happen to have all these little things. Did you just like have them with other parts? Like, like how much stuff did you have to put this together?
9: Um, I I had a lot of it. Um, but like, th- like, like the brick wall, like the brick wall, um, I didn't have, I had to draw that up. Um, my husband helped me with designing the, the we we basically made brick wall, wallpaper, brick printed wallpaper. <laughs> and so, and then, um, um, the little knickknacks, if you see in there, like the, the little test tubes and, and, um, uh, the little beakers, those were 3d printed. Um, oh, wow. So, um, I, and they're so small. I mean, I, I was able to just, you know, pop them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, but, but a lot of that stuff I already had. And,
2: so. Yeah. Very cool. I believe we're going to be having Lucas on here in a second, but, uh, so you need, so you've worked on other projects with uh stop motion, but you've never actually done it just yourself.
9: Just myself. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I've worked with other people, you know, like just making um, maybe making a costume or two or something like that, but but not actually shooting it myself. Um, I actually downloaded a free stop motion um, app and shot everything with my camera. And then, um, and luckily the, 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 it was, it just turned out really well. It's like very sharp. Um, with the camera, and then I edited in Adobe Premiere Pro. So,
7: mm-hmm.
9: huh. so that, yeah, it worked out well.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Let's see, uh, Lucas, I believe, is on. Lucas, are you here? Yeah, man, I'm here. Excellent. Uh, do you want to give an intro for Lucas?
3: This is Lucas Godfrey, and he did the scene that I lovingly call Macho Man Frankenstein.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
15: yeah so so why why a macho
7: man
15: just always been a wrestling fan I didn't re- originally intend for that to be what it was gonna be, and then you know obviously, <laughs> as the uh quarantine has hit in, I've been sitting around running out of things to watch, so I started watching old uh wrestling promos and I was like, man. And watching the original scene where he's like sitting there yelling at the professor, it was like, Man, it'd be kind of great if he's just like cutting a promo on on uh, Doctor Bauman. So yeah, I don't, that that was kind of the reasoning behind it. It was like I've always loved all those like old Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man just promos they would do in the ring where they're just screaming nonsense. So yeah, that was, that was the reason.
2: Yeah, I'm totally with you. So the lab looked, real high. actually, I have a little uh, Frankenstein Castle miniature. Like, uh, where did that come from? Is it just something you had sitting around?
15: No, uh, it was, I, you know, right when everything kind of all went to hell, I, I had bought a, a small little um, uh, resin 3D printer. And, um, yeah, I just, I found a little model of it online and printed it out. I mean, the whole thing's like, it's probably the size of, like, the palm of your hand. Oh, and then wow. I had all these, uh, these little, we used to call them, uh, gut rugs on Walking Dead. It was basically just, mm-hmm. um, pieces of, uh, expanding foam. You just like pour it all out on a table and you mess it all up and you can make these just big sections of just goopy, gross stuff. And it was like, yeah, these will kind of work like mountains. Sure. <laughs> Built some clay around it and just set it in the pile of that, set the green screen behind it and there's, there's the castle. <laughs>
7: yeah.
2: Very cool. Well, uh, but I think people, some more people, are going to be buying three D printers after listening of the show because uh, <laughs> it's the Smart second time this has come up. Yeah.
15: <laughs> no, I mean, me and Tanya were both like I was talking to her, actually talking to her about like which three D printers to buy and whatnot because she had been printing so much cool stuff. And yeah, I printed like the Tesla coils, which you see the same Tesla coils in Tanya's. Yeah.
3: Um, you have to- <laughs> yeah. Oh, really. Yeah. Out, well, <laughs> similarities between mine and Tanya's. So I thought was really cool. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Yeah.
3: I need to point out that Lucas, for the mo- for his scene, he's standing in a miniature. And I definitely want you to talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
15: I I started out just building the set,
3: carved some little foam
15: walls, uh, started snagging all my action figures and doing test shots and seeing how it would look. And I was going to – I thought about doing like taunettes and just doing stop motion. And I was like, you know what? i I think this would be fun just doing a live action, so I set up a green screen in my my mold room in my shop, and just sat there just playing with the angles, trying to figure it all out. did a bunch of test videos and was like ah oh, this I think this could actually work uh, but yeah, so I was just trying to shrink myself down to that size, but also knowing that I'm gonna play you know all three characters, kind of planning out all the shots like that, and trying to keep as much of it as close to the original as possible.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where was the technology to shrink yourself? It's pretty uh, hardcore there.
15: (laughs) Oh, just, I mean, just final cut, you know, once, once you sit there and take the
2: photos and, you know, (laughs) Uh yeah, yeah, no, it totally worked. It was very cool. Uh, uh, Kevin Radel, how did you uh, get involved?
7: Neil, let me tell you, I was sitting on my couch eating a Hawaiian pizza Watching, I'm a big fan uh, of wine pizzas. Yeah, watching Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, uh, on the couch with Radel. Next thing you know, my friend Kevin Leonardo calls me up and says, hey, do you want to make uh, a scene for this uh, Exquisite Corpse movie? Uh, I said yes. <laughs> Very good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the story uh, is old as time.
7: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. The tale <laughs> is
2: old as time. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad it involved wine pizza. <clears throat> And I'm also a big fan of mob of mob scenes in the old universal monster movies. They're always very fun to me. And, uh, so good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Was that fun oh, to be? Say. How's that? How do you go about like, uh, to film a mob scene when you literally cannot have mobs right now? <laughs>
7: well, it was, uh, it was intimidating and I was pretty terrified when we got assigned that scene, uh, but luckily, there are at least two of us in this, in this tiny apartment where well, we live. Three,
11: if you count our guard dog, a.k.a. Yeah. our cat, um, Milky Fun Bags, a.k.a. Brutus.
7: Yeah, yeah our cat, <laughs> who we got to play, the, the attack dogs, which are, are prominently featured in the, in the original Frankenstein. They um, are. But yeah, so we had the two of us and our cat, and we kind of went in our closet and said, how many costume changes can we do? <laughs> and just kind of, you know, cycled through them as fast as we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we had what? Like I had the, I had the, I did a kind of wrestling setup for me too. Although I was trying to channel more of like a Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Yeah. I kept <laughs> saying, Mega powers collide. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't really hear it in the, in the finished scene, but I just kept saying like, get over here, brother. Pretending to she's Frankenstein. <laughs> so I did the wrestler. I did the devil and I did like myself and then Radal.
11: I did, um, uh, did, like, mama garbanzo. Yeah, um, had, like Italian
7: American stereotype.
11: Yeah, no, she's just straight up Italian, right. <laughs> straight up Italian. Um, and then there was the, uh, dog wrangler who yeah. was, um, all I ever said was that my son disappointed me and that my, my dog was gonna uh, repay his debts, and then I was also a woman awoken from her slumber to do mother's best.
7: Yeah,
11: and then I was also Frankenstein.
7: Yeah, she was Frankenstein.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
11: A very cute Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, yes, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I, I believe the cutest Frankenstein of the of the of the film.
11: I
15: would have to <laughs> agree.
2: Yeah. Thank you, you, but my sorry,
11: boyfriend's right next to me. Sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry
2: Stephen Saul. I mean, was going to say next <laughs> to Steven Saul, though, pretty good. <laughs> Plus, uh, you know, smashing the head kind of does it for me. But. I just, I just wanted to interject
3: real quick and 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 say that there were so many odd coincidences that worked out, like you know how uh, Luca, Lucas Lucas and his scene had he was you know channeling Macho Man, and then you know to see Kevin have a a wrestler. In, in their scene, and then you know, Lucas mentioning grandstanding and hot dogging, and then later on, like in Vince's scene, he's shoving a hot dog in his face. So, some of those <laughs> were like happy coincidences that were happening throughout the, throughout and, the and movie. Don't forget that you know, me
15: and Blake both decided to put William
3: Exa- you know, yeah, the scene, yeah, exactly, yeah, completely
15: like not talking to each other about it. He was like, I'm doing this, it's like I'm doing this too,
9: <laughs> yeah of luke and um, luke's outfit was the same as my my dr frankenstein's almost like the same outfit they were wearing in the minute his miniature yeah. outfit yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah they had the, they both had gla- goggles and, and the hair it just you know all, I, I mean i thought i thought that my dr frankenstein looked a lot like luke in, in the end it
7: definitely
15: does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of similarities between mine and tanya it's pretty cool
2: yeah when when you did find out, he also used Gwilym, Like, were you uh, were you happy about that, or were you you nervous or upset or anything?
15: Yeah, no, I, I thought it was awesome because we're doing two different versions. And it was like originally I was going to ask Blake about borrowing the Gwilym puppet, um, and then I was like, you know what? I think it, it's going to be a lot easier if I could shoot this by myself for the most part. Um, if I just made a William mask, and then I can actually just play William and just run around the room. And also now I have a William
2: mask. <laughs> <laughs> you're all set for Halloween. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Travis. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for like the eight bit style, and uh, I, I, how do you how do you go about? Well, first of all, how do you decide like that's how, how you want to do yours? And how do you go about, like, this is how I'm going to film it and make it well, work? Well, I didn't have a 3D printer, but I used a technique <laughs> called garbage
16: synthesis. And uh, <laughs> I
7: was
16: like, God help me. If I'm going to do this, like, I'm going to need something to, like, smooth over the lens, you know, because using just like what we have. <laughs> I was like, how many people had Frankenstein
2: masks? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> so we did find out Travis did cheat and buy this. Oh yeah.
3: Oh, uh, Steven Steven had. I'm sorry, Steven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Travis made his. Yes, Travis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> By
7: That's
3: the way, my- I, I need to incorporate garbage synthesis into my my aesthetic from now <laughs> on. I, think. I incorporate it into everything I do.
11: I I'm gonna get that out <laughs> of <in> my head. <laughs> but
8: yeah. So then
16: I focused on making it as like like bizarre and.
2: uh like absurd and awkward as possible. just wrap that up. <laughs> I re- I really like the cube heads themselves. I'd kind of like to see a, a like a sharp version of the cube heads. Oh, I could I can send pictures. Um I have them sitting over on my like kitchen shelf right now. <laughs> yeah. I so so I assume you made those. You didn't you didn't have cube heads. Those were cereal boxes and uh
16: construction paper. Really? That's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> and and like white school glue because that's what I had.
2: <laughs> uh, so do do you have a, uh, a a tale of how you got involved much like Kevin's? Uh, I went to college with Brian, Sorry. and that brings us to now.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Travis. Travis used to help me with on, a number of films, but then when I when I moved to atlanta he, he was actually the one that helped me move he yeah we drove uh, down yeah and uh we watched zardoz in our new atlanta oh, apartment excellent. and then <laughs> and then he went away and uh you know but because of the distance we hadn't really had an opportunity to collaborate again so when this came about i you know he was somebody i really wanted to reach out to and ask because i know he was doing stuff in new jersey with friends doing skits and i missed working with him because travis is definitely one of the funniest people I, I know in my life, so you know, just the fact that you brought up garbage synthesis tonight I, agree, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I honestly man.
2: think just hearing his voice puts a smile on my face yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
3: I was really happy to to have him on the project
16: yeah, and it was so much fun to do it really kept me sane turning my garage into a studio it was like a work simulator you know, and just go out
2: there <laughs> and clearly by watching it, I was like, this is the work of a sane man <laughs>
15: <laughs> yeah, this definitely helped all of us out a lot. I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a perfect time for something. I think it, you know, helps obviously uh, the people making it, and, and it gives people something to watch. It helps, it's a win-win for everybody.
15: Fun little movie, for sure, man. I, I really hope that this inspires people to do something. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah.
9: I definitely want to do more stop motion. That, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I am
2: I am uh, behind that idea. I changed it. <laughs> so Jay putting together the uh, the music video.
8: Yeah, I was assigned. To, uh, I, I got I got on this train a little late. I begged Brian and had to send him a couple of checks. <laughs>
3: Those haven't cleared yet, by the way,
8: <laughs> They won't, they won't clear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I conned him into letting me do some, uh, do some extra footage. So my assignment was uh, do some scenes or, you know, just shots of Frankenstein doing uh, quarantine and uh, social distancing things. Mm
7: hmm.
3: Yeah, at the very beginning, uh, when we were – I was talking to a select few people before I actually started – we actually started reaching out to everybody. Uh, Vince from uh, Group 2, as we all remember, um, also did the end song. Uh, quarantine oh, back. he did.
7: Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask because I love yeah. this. Is, I He's, love the he sang yes. the
4: song, and it's by his band, The Wim Yes, his band, The um, I think they
2: recorded that a
4: year ago. They, and then they were, just, yeah, they recorded, recorded the music it. a year ago, and then he recently oh. did the lyrics.
3: Yeah, so. I was just
2: gonna say he recorded that song a year ago. He's like yeah. Yeah. Mr. Dobbins. Yeah, how serendipitous, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: these two words go well together. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we always had this song that we were gonna incorporate into the movie, and then then you know, as we were assigning scenes, it was just you know decided like let's let's a music video in the film as well because why not? Like, yeah. Whatever, we're making up Dracula's in the movie so anything goes. So yeah, um, so yeah that's, that's how uh, we got to incorporate uh, Jay to yeah. be involved
8: with the production. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I'm always happy to dress up as Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you had probably like the, the creepiest makeup I think for the Frankenstein.
8: <clears throat> yeah, my girlfriend Verdell, that's kind of her hobby is prosthetic makeup, so every Halloween we kind of go all out.
7: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. like veins yeah, so. and
2: stuff. Yeah, he was a he was a, he was a gross-looking Frankenstein. <laughs>
8: <laughs> okay. you, you have to put in like eighty-five to ninety percent effort on these things, otherwise, it looks like you're not trying. So you have to try, <laughs> but right not to the edge of being like, oh, this is still silly. <laughs> all right. All right.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little clip and we only see it for like a few seconds, but I love the like all the monsters on Zoom, all the Universal Monsters. The Zoom like on, was yeah, well on a amazing. Zoom call.
8: That was <laughs> photoshopping the Zoom call and finding <laughs> loops of close ups of universal monsters was about a full day of of uh of activity. So it kept me busy. Uh, yeah.
2: It is funny how if you edit something, something so like that you only see for a few seconds can take you like so long.
8: It was eight hours to do that three second shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that
3: zoom call has monsters from some of your some of your uh short films though, or some of yes. your feature films, right? Yeah.
8: Yes. I also I also incorporated some stuff I shot several years ago on uh on film that was gonna be the scenes within a scene, you know, movies within a movie. And that, that project hasn't hasn't come to life yet, but I still gotta have all that footage, so I was thrilled to use it. That's awesome. awesome.
7: Very cool. Yeah
2: yeah so uh jay when you when you got to see the finished project for the first time, what did you think?
8: oh, I was pissed <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm totally I'm totally kidding I love Breach. <laughs> I think it's great. Huh? of course, of course, one of my scenes is Frankenstein getting a pizza delivered, but he's terrified um so of course what well, was supposed to be a clip turned into like a two minute short film. <laughs> So that had to be chopped up. So I totally understand how it got used. It, it's great. It totally fills in fills in the in credits to keep you watching.
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Travis, what did you think when you saw the finished project for the first time?
16: Uh, it was amazing. Uh, really fun watch, start to finish, and uh,
2: so many so many different cool takes on it. Kevin and Rado, when you saw the finished project, what did you guys think?
7: I was super excited. I, I I was surprised when Brian set out the first cut. I was like twenty two minutes. Whoa! And then like I was like I was trying to like balance work and like watching it. And I was like I'll I'll put it on and I'll finish it later. And it just zoomed by. Like the amount of variety and approaches people took. Like mm-hmm. like Mark mentioned at the top of all this. Like it's good for uh, modern attention spans. You know, it just moves and it changes so constantly. It's like you can't look away from it.
11: You yeah, know? I'm pretty sure you were like, "Oh, it just came out," and they put pull, you pulled it up, and uh, you were like, "Yeah, we'll just check it out real quick, and we'll watch it later." And I was like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. can you like mm-hmm. pull it up, pull it up for real? Like, let's watch this because after like the first few seconds, it was just yeah. kind of, yeah,
8: uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really, it really sucks in. You can't, you can't stop once you start. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
11: yeah." You know,
2: there's just so much variety. I love it. Yeah, it's cool that there's so many, uh, so much different styles, and uh, it's just a really fun time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Tony, what did you think when you saw the whole thing for the first time?
9: Oh, I, I was so excited. I, I, I've had. I'm like the type when when these things come out, I like to watch it a few times over. And, but we definitely wanted to we you know we put it on our big screen TV to watch you know watch it the first time. It was such a nice it was great. Lots of laughs. I loved it. It was just the all the comedy and all the trippy parts and it's it's just yeah, it was it's a good time. I'm I'm so it was it was great. It was great. Yeah. I'm I, I still watch it. <laughs> I well, still pop it on and watch it. It's yeah. a fun watch. It's a fun watch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And now Lucas
15: yeah man uh I was honestly just blown away, like I was really impressed with all the work that everyone put into it, and how varying the different styles were, and like where they took their their versions of the stories like just so all over the place and it's but it all works and it all comes together uh same as done yet it was like as soon as i you know saw it was available and I got back home i would streamed it to my TV so I could see it on the big screen and me and my wife sat down and watch it. It was yeah. really, really cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good- uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go on. Go. I, I was just, just had a great time watching it, but you go. Oh, on. thank you. I, I just
3: wanted to give a shout out. There's a filmmaker who is who's, who was in part of the call, uh, Andrea Axe, who did the animated scene that was after Lucas's and just before the sitcom scene. But and, and the Perez family, of course. Uh Mariella Robert and Hondo did uh the animated sequence that was in the end credits that co uh that
4: cut back and forth with Jay's footage. There's also one other uh filmmaker uh that's uh, listed question mark, exclamation point. They <laughs> couldn't make it onto the call, but I guess uh-huh. we can kind of talk about their scene that they did. They kind of did this um a uh, question mark expl- explanation point was doing a, a scene of frankenstein having a bad dream and they did some uh, stop motion animation and then they did a sequence of frankenstein getting uh, shot at by the military mm-hmm. <laughs> That was our scene. Yeah, that was our (laughs) scene.
11: Spoilers, um, Once again, by the Lenanos.
4: (laughs) Um, One one real quick note I want to just mention about that scene, uh, the the latter half of it, because it's pretty much kind of like split down the middle in terms of kind of the aesthetics that brian and i like to sink our teeth into which is usually like weird uh lo-fi puppet aesthetics and then a kind of slightly (laughs) grungier punk rock kind of feel to it which is something that we wanted to carry that was carried out throughout the entire project by everyone kind everyone kind of had held on to this kind of like punk rock feel for it um but the sequence of frankenstein running through the field getting shot at uh kind of uh, sort of came about from a bit, a line of direction I gave Brian, which was to run like Harrison Ford in Clear and Present Danger and Air Force One. Because he has a Harrison Ford in the 90s movies has this very bewildered, strange way of running where his arms are up and it's like he's he's doing this weird kind of like. He's like a marionette puppet whose strings of the arms are yeah, and, they're and, and that's been brain. a joke of ours going back like like ten twelve years of running around like Harrison Ford because he looks so strange when he does it in those movies. So I said, "Run like that," and then when we're playing back the footage, we're like, "Looks like he's getting shot at." Let's 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 put in some After Effects bombs, and we uh, we uh, basically asked our friend uh, Jeff Jenkins, who did the. Um, he did all the credits. He did all the Credit credits film. for the film, and he's been doing uh, effects for uh, Brian for years now. Uh, we asked him to do uh, explosions and gunfire. Uh, and I guess the scene is kind of almost like a microcosm of the whole Frankenstein story. He's birthed, and he's sent out to the world, and he's hated. And, and instead of angry villagers in ours, it's uh, it's artillery and gunfire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, yeah. And, and for... Uh for old school Frankenstein fans, it's nice to see the question mark in the. In That's address. exactly it.
4: Yeah,
3: we uh, there's two reasons why we did that. One is to pay homage to the Boris Karloff question mark credit in the first Frankenstein, and also Jeff needed a sense of symmetry for the credits, so we had to take our names off and put like a question mark instead, so that way all the all the names lined up.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it totally works. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for being on. Uh it's been cool to talk to everybody. Yes. And uh thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, well and, uh, you. Brian and Kevin, uh thank you guys for staying this whole hour and uh was there why did you pick Frankenstein, I guess?
3: I mean I Kevin bought me a mask like last year uh, from Super 7, and it was like a, the retro Frankenstein mask, and I loved it so much I wanted to use it in something, but I didn't know what until this all started happening, and then we decided, like, let's try and do sh- like yeah. a backyard kind of movie vibe again. You shot me,
4: like, a message, and, I, and it was just like, what do you think of this? Frankenstein?" That was basically like, like the gist of the message yeah. initially. <laughs> and, um, it kind of got, uh, went from there. Yeah. It's, uh, we're, we're suckers for Frankenstein and, and Dracula. Um, so it's just,
7: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think from like the, the, the seed of the idea to the finished product was like a month and a half. Yeah. Of like, from like coming up with it to it being done. On it's it it online.
7: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very cool. Well, you guys, everyone can check it out on uh, Vimeo, on YouTube, and uh, also share it so everyone can uh, can watch.
3: Yes, that'd be great. Yeah. thank you.
2: Thank you. And uh, if this does continue, will will you guys uh, do more? Maybe not Frankenstein, but more of this kind of idea. I've Let's thought go. about.
3: I've thought about um, doing a Christmas Carol. Well, that, oh no,
2: that's, that's perfect
3: I like I it. thought that would be a fun idea so maybe either later in the year if we're still under quarantine oh, yeah. hopefully not you know a yeah. Christmas carol in
4: July <laughs> yeah an exquisite an exquisite carol is what it would be called all right, all
2: right. <laughs> all right. well thanks everybody this was good thank,
7: thank you, you. Neil thank,
1: thank you thank you bye you Bye.